Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a man trapped between two worlds, one of water, one of air, who is trying to read at least three books at a time while defending the world from chaos. With me once again to help lead our Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense is my good friend and a coach from Vanguard Tactics. He's the Professor Broom to my Abe Sapien, Mr. Michael Costello. Mike, how's it going? Um, good. Good, Dave. I'll be your Professor Broom, whoever that is, any day of the week. Did you um, Did you ever see the Hellboy movies? Yes. Okay. Oh, is That's... that the Paranormal Research? Um, the... Yeah, Bureau for okay. Paranormal Research and Defense is the agency that Hellboy works for. Right. Yeah. All right. I figure it was somewhat apropos to our theme today, which is Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before we dig into it, uh, thank you to Games Workshop for trusting us uh, with all of the preview copies of all of the index cards that they sent us uh, now a couple of weeks ago, um, as we're still sorting through these. But, you know, being able to get to these and having the, the advanced copies was much appreciated. Uh, so thank you to them. Um, and before we get going, uh, let's just stop real quick for our first sponsor of the day, The Outpost. The Competitive 40k Podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. All right, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. If you like all this, uh, these index reviews we're getting out, I've had a lot of people on the Facebook group uh, sending me thanks for putting these out. I'm trying to, to release at least three a week, um, but, you know, time and adult things being in the way that they are, sometimes it may not meet, meet that standard that I'm setting for myself. Uh, so anyway, uh, also, before I forget, ladies and gentlemen, um, in just under three, I think right about three weeks, um, we are going to be at the Lone Star Open. Uh, Steve's going to be there. Mike will sadly not be there, um, but I will be there along with Shauna. And um, uh, Steve and I will be doing the role. Steve's going to be doing, I'll be his, you know, assistant monkey. Um, Steve's going to be doing a workshop, uh, another Vanguard Tactics workshop at the Lone Star Open. Tickets are still available. So please go online to Frontline Gaming, uh, their website, and go to tickets and get yourself a ticket for the Vanguard Tactics Workshop. It's going to be that Friday night, which I believe is July 21st. Yep, I was right. It is July 21st. Um, so if you're coming to Lone Star Open, absolutely come by. Get a ticket. Come to the workshop. If you can't uh, come to the workshop, at least come find us uh, sometime over that weekend. Come say hi. Um, we, were, we are happy to talk to you guys about all things 40K and Vanguard. So with that, Mike. Let's talk about some Chaos Space Marines. What should people expect with this new edition of the most evil thing on the galaxy? Well, so the Chaos Space Marines, we talked about Marines already on a previous podcast episode. Um, yeah. The Chaos Space Marines are not quite just the bad version of that. So Chaos Space Marines have um, a lot of things um, that are different. First uh, of those is their relationship to the fickle Chaos God. So they can get um, a bunch of buffs based on um, being dedicated to specific gods. Um, and there's kind of like a trade-off sacrifice system uh, with their army rule, which we'll talk about in a moment as well. You mean selling your soul uh, <laughs> in exchange for benefits and boons from the dark gods has a downside? It's Weird. surprising, um, actually, yeah. Shocking. Uh, so as an actual army, um, you can expect plenty of those three-plus armor saves and relatively tough units, um, but also a bit more lethality based on melee compared to shooting um, and uh, lots of those little units that will go around and punch well above their weight from what you can see and can take a bit more punishment uh, as well. Um, and then you've got sort of a the demon engine side of things, which is a few more invulnerable saves um, and a bit more varied and uh, eclectic range of weaponry um, and playstyle available with those units as well. Okay, cool. And obviously, uh, for if you're new to 40K and just listening to us for, for one of the first times, you haven't really started to collect an army yet. Chaos, the one thing that I've, that I've always envied about uh, Chaos Space Marines is they have, I think, more than any other faction, the highest 
um, possibility in their models for customization and putting your own spin on things and, and slap when, you, when you're building your models, getting to do a lot more customization and um, putting your personal you know, spin on your and, and flair on your model. So um, that's always something to be considered when you're hobbying up your Chaos Marines. All right, Mike. So what's the what's the army rule? Dark pacts. Okay, so dark pacts. Each time any of your units is going to shoot or fight, obviously any of your your care space marine units, um, then you can select uh, to gain an ability until the end of the phase. You can either gain lethal hits, which means that any of your critical hits, those unmodified sixes to hit, um, will automatically wound the target, so you don't have to roll a wound. Or you can have sustained hits one, which means your critical hits um, will cause an additional hit. Yeah, so you can either try and get more hits out of your attacks, or you can try and skip that wound step and hurt something that is a bit of a higher toughness. Okay, all right. Um, has this? Um, ha- I mean, have you had a chance to play test this ability much yet? Yeah, actually, we've got a um, live battle report on the channel now over on YouTube, um, where I play the Chaos Space Marines uh, and Jake runs the, the Space Marines as Ultramarines. Um, so definitely worth checking out if you are interested in Chaos Space Marines because you see plenty of these dark packs there. You also see some of the downsides of the dark packs, um, which is that after you've finished resolving your attacks with the dark pact, um, you have to do a leadership test. So on your data sheet, you'll have that leadership characteristic. A leadership test is basically the same as a Battleshock test. Uh, so you roll your two dice uh, equal to or exceed your leadership characteristic, you pass. Um, if you don't, you fail and you take D3 mortal wounds because of this dark pact uh, rule. And um, I've heard some stories of people like massacring themselves trying to do too many of these dark pacts. Yes. Is that your experience? So the first time I tried this, I had a unit of Havocs, um, which I, I obviously did a dark pact every turn. I think I lost three Havocs total um, before they were wiped out uh, just doing dark pacts. Ah, so uh, there's definitely the downside there to the dark pack, so mm-hmm. be careful using those. Um, all right, and... Um, there's also a rule for the Lost and the Damned. What's that? So the Lost and the Damned uh, means that if you're playing Chaos Space Marines, you can actually include some units that are kind of dedicated to specific Chaos Gods, like Corn Berserkers or Plague Marines or Rubric Marines. Um, and those will have uh, their index data sheet is actually in a different index. So if you want Corn Berserkers, they're in the World Eaters index. Rubric Marines are in the Thousand Suns index. And Plague Marines are in the Death Guard index. Now, um, you can add them to your army and you can have no more than 500 points of them in a strike force mission or 250 in an incursion. Uh, and when you do add them to the army, their faction keyword, so their world eaters keyword, for example, will be replaced with the heretic Astartes keyword. However, they won't get any abilities like the dark pacts because they don't have that special rule on their data card. Um, so if you want a bit of punch from berserkers, awesome, or, you know, there's some tools definitely to be to be manipulated there. And just to be clear, if you do that, say you're, you you throw a squad of corn berserkers in there because a they're really cool models, mm-hmm. and b you, you like you said you want some some crazy punch. Um, you're not going to get the dark packs rule, but you're also not going to get the world eaters rule, and you're not going to get the world eaters stratagems Absolutely. or any of that. Yeah. However, you could use the um, stratagems that we'll cover later to actually affect those corn berserkers. Right, because the keyword will change. Exactly. Um, you also won't find any characters that are able to join them either. Okay. Yeah, because I, I saw a con- I think it was a conversation on our uh, community Facebook page. Somebody was talking about using uh, souping in um, some Chaos Knights, I think, into a Chaos Marine hmm. faction, and they were trying to use the detachment rule for and the strats for the Chaos Knights, and everybody went, no, 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 no. So um, anyway, so be careful of that. All right. Um, now, obviously, we do not have um, the legions anymore. We we have detachments. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you were um, a long time and ongoing fan of um, the uh, Night Lords. Yes. So um, is this detachment rule um, breaking your heart that you don't get to, you know, play Night Lords per se anymore? Or does this work still? Do you feel Night Lordy when you're still using this this uh, this new rule? I, I think overall it's a, a very positive change. Um, it's important to note that unlike the Space Marines, um, you don't pick a Legion. Um, so with Space Marines, you might pick Gilliman, and that means that you're locked out of taking any characters from a different um, chapter. Right. If you take care of Space Marines, there's none of that. So you, you could have um, Abaddon, who is a Black Legion leader, um, alongside um, Lucius the Eternal, who is, of course, an Emperor's Children leader. Um, you can have them in the same army because there's no Emperor's Children keyword. There's no um, Black Legion keyword. Um, what that does afford you is some excellent 
modeling opportunities uh, and conversion opportunities, right? I know a lot of Chaos Facing players love to convert Abaddon into their own factions like Big Boss Leader. Um, and I, for one, I'm looking forward to using Harkon, who is a jump pack character in my Night Lord's army, right? Because uh, we don't have a jump pack Chaos Lord. So um, having him to lead units is, is really cool in a Night Lord's themed army. Okay, cool. All right, so this detachment rule is called Slaves to Darkness. Um, well, uh, sum it up for me. Cool. Marks of Chaos. So when you put a Heretic Society's unit in your army, you can pick a mark for it to have. Um, this will be dedicated to one of the gods. So you've got Korn, Zinch, Nurgle, Slanesh, or you can be Chaos Undivided. Now, um, if you've got a leader, they can only join units that have the same keyword. Okay, so if you've got a Korn leader, they can only join Korn units. Um, and of course, you can't give a Psyker um, model uh, the Korn keyword. Cool. Seems fair. Yep. Reasonable. Um, epic heroes will have their own ones. You can't pick uh, keywords for epic heroes. Okay. All right. Um, and any other restrictions? Um, no, I don't think there are. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go through each of the marks and just summarize what they do? Yeah. Can do. Yeah, I'll summarize them. So um, Korn, if you, uh, in the fight phase, if you choose a Dark Pact and you choose Lethal Hits, then you get your critical hit rolls of five plus. If you're Zinch and you're shooting and you choose lethal hits, you get critical hit rolls of five plus. There's a trend here. If you're Nurgle and you're shooting and you choose sustained hits, you get critical hits of five plus. If you're Slanesh and you're fighting and you choose sustained hits with your Dark Pact, you're going to get critical hits of five plus. But if you're Chaos Undivided, you just get to reroll hit rolls of one whenever you attack. Okay. All right, so uh, I like that the, the the how they the god marks are called tie into the dark packs. That's kind of yeah. cool. Makes get lets you get more more of your uh, money's worth out of yeah um, your dark yeah. packs. There's so much flavor here to unpack as well. It it really makes the army feel very fun and interesting with loads of different combos. Yeah, I was just thinking about that while you were reading those off. Like it makes sense that corn would have the, the you know do the more lethal hits would be more likely to get off lethal hits while. Slash doing more hits, getting the getting the sustained hits one and exploding those fives and sixes in combat makes more sense. So that does, yeah, it it lives up to the to the themes of each of those um dark gods and how they've historically operated. So um all right. Um before we get into some data sheets, uh let's stop real quick for our uh, second sponsor of the day, Color Forge. The Competitive 40K podcast is supported by Colorforge. I found Colorforge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base colors, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you uh, for staying with us. Um, it, don't forget to go um, uh, check out www.vanguardtactics.com for any information uh, that you might want about the Academy, which has now dropped. I am uh, a few ch- uh, uh, lessons in on the Accelerator course. It is great stuff so far. I love um, how it did. Is summarizing all the changes um, from ninth edition, which is great. Um, so, by the way, good work, good job, uh, Mike, to you and Steve for for doing the accelerator. Thanks. I just started listening to him yesterday. Yeah, good, good. Um, and then don't forget to go to uh, Facebook and check out the competitive Warhammer 40k community Facebook page. Uh, the password uh, is still going to be Drago. Uh, remember, I'm not spell checking you. Um, I've had lots of people in with all sorts of interesting spellings, um, but as long as you make some attempt at the password. Um, being Drago, I will let you in or Steve will let you in. So come join us, come join the conversation. Um, we're putting in rules lawyer questions, um, in there now. And I'm starting to, to, to filter through some of those. Um, also I am going to have to record some new, um, battle ready segments with James from Siege Studios. So go on the Facebook page and, uh, leave us your questions. If you have some, uh, painting or hobby questions for James that I can put those on a future episode too. So with all that said, um, Mike, let's talk some data sheets. All right. Um, I'm assuming you're going to want to start with um, his royal awesomeness, uh, Abaddon. Yeah, I'll start with Abaddon. I mean, I, I don't like the character, but he's good. He's really good. <laughs> he's the main leader for the Chaos Space Marines. Um, uh, yeah, so Abaddon comes in at toughness five, two plus save, nine wounds. Okay. Okay. Cool. OC four. Okay. 
Um, he's got the Talon of Horus for shooting. It's just pretty standard damage to kind of zombie bolter. Um, but then his melee. Okay, so he's got Drachnian, which is devastating wounds. Um, eight attacks, hitting on twos, strength 14, AP4, flat three damage. Okay. It's pretty good. So he hits real hard in combat. Yeah. Eight attacks at flat three damage with devastating wounds. That's strong. Uh, he does have a sweep uh, profile with the Talon as well. Okay. So he's a leader. So this is different to previous editions. If you played, um, obviously there are leaders now, and you might not have expected Abaddon to be a leader because a lot of the loyalist Primarchs um, are not leaders. Um, and Abaddon can join Chaos Terminators um, or Legionaries. Okay. Um, he's got several abilities. So the first one is, um, we'll talk about Dark Destiny. So each time this model makes a Dark Pact and does not fail the resulting leadership test, as we've discussed, um, roll 1d6 on a 2+, plus, you gain 1 CP. I mean, that's, that's Just excellent. strong. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Especially with, with how, how few CPs we innately get mm-hmm. now in 10th edition. Absolutely. Um, so his main range weapon is only 24-inch range, so you know, tie this guy into a Terminator squad with a longer range weapon, and you can start triggering that Dark Pact earlier in the game. Um, so a little tip for you there. Uh, and then he's got the War, Mance, War Master ability, the War Master. So in your command phase, set one War Master ability. Until the start of your next command phase, this model has that ability. So we've got um, Paragon of Hatred. Um, so let's uh, Heretic Astartes units within six inches. Reroll hit rolls. Cool. Very strong. Okay. Um, cool. The next one gives infantry and mounted units within six a four plus and vulnerable save. That's really good. Um, there's a lot of strong units that don't have invulnerable saves. Legionaries don't have them and Chosen, and they're really, really good units. Uh, okay. Then he's got Lord of the Traitor Legions. While Heretic Status units within six, you can reroll leadership and battleshock tests taken for that unit. In any other army, that's not that significant. In this army, it's very significant because, remember, you take a leisure test each time you do a Dark Pact. So you're actually oh, yeah. going to make use of this yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. And, of course, helps himself get that CP. So right. not bad at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that at this point, because I know Abaddon's not technically a Primarch. Mm. You know, he's the, heir, he's the heir to Horus. He's not Horus himself. Yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't still, with all the, you know, if you read all the lore, you know, lore he's soaked up so much chaos energy and he's such the, the poster boy for, for chaos. I'm surprised he doesn't have stats that are a little bit closer to, to Gilliman. Yeah, like the toughness um, nine. I mean, and I'm not saying he needs to have nine, mm. nine toughness, but, you know, I was figuring he'd have a, you know, seven or something in this edition. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you found that that's hampered him any? Um, I haven't used a button yet, um, but I think the toughness oh, okay. is mainly to match the Terminators that you can join. Um, so yeah. for a little bit of simplicity, um, I actually think he's in a much stronger position than some of these Primarchs because he's got that unit with him. Um, yeah. And actually he hits harder than Gilliman does. Um, okay. And some of his abilities are yeah, yeah really, really strong. One of the big things about Abaddon actually is his keywords, um, because he gets all of the god keywords. And the way that 10th edition yeah. works is that if you've got a leader attached to a unit, all of those keywords apply to the unit as well. So now, when we eventually go back and talk about stratagems, you're going to start to see that he unlocks the full potential of, um, I was about to say this Death Star, um, he unlocks the full potential of um, all of those stratagems. Um, of this fully armed and operational <laughs> battle station. Um, he, yeah, so he unlocks the full potential of all of those stratagems, as we'll see, because they, they get be- bonuses based on um, the gods' keywords. All right, cool. Um, all right, so who else do you want to talk about? Who's next? Um, so I want to touch on Harkon. He's really, really cool. Okay. So he's your only jump pack character. He can join raptors. Um, he's got precision on all of his melee attacks, which means that he can um, snipe Ooh, out characters. Nice. Um, and it's not yeah. bad, you know, six attacks, um, hit on two, strength five, AP two, two damage. Um, also, while he's leading a unit, which will be a Raptor unit, um, you roll a dice after they've charged. So you pick one enemy unit, you roll a dice for each model in his unit. Um, so if you've got 10 Raptors in him, it'd be 11 dice, and each four up is a mortal wound inflicted on that enemy unit, uh, which is a great way to get out of phase mortal wounds. Um, it's a really powerful ability. And then he also um, makes you take battle shot tests if you're below starting strength and you're within six inches of him in, um, in your command phase, which is a nice little buff as well. Raptors have a six inch aura of minus one to your battle shocks. So that stacks quite nicely. Okay. 
So he's cool. Um, Huron, quickly, he has the ability for you to redeploy after um, both um, players are set up. So you redeploy three units, um, provided their infantry, uh, and potentially put them in reserves. Just touch on him. He's quite a useful um, tactical piece. Yeah. He needs a new model, though. He so needs a new model. So needs he so needs a new model. He's, he deserves the, the, so much the more. The story, yeah, the backstory and the character of Huron Blackheart is so much yeah. cooler than the dude with his lightning claw going, "Give me five. Yeah, like he's you know yeah. Fonzie from. So you know, I've read the ago, um, the Night Lords omnibuses, and he actually shows up in it, and he's a much more you know fearsome character than this model represents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, other named characters, Fabius Bowles, a nice little buffing one. Um, and I won't touch on Cypher, it's complicated. Um, Lucius gives you Battle Line on your Noise Marines. So if you wanted to run a more Empress Children okay. focused one, Battle Line means you could take six of the same data sheets. So you could take six units of Noise Marines if you had, oh, okay. um, cool. had him in there, which I think is one of the first places we've actually seen Battle Line actually given out to units that don't normally have it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I can't think of any other uh, data sheet I've looked at so far, and there's still a couple indexes I haven't scanned through because hmm. there's so much all coming out at all at once. But yeah, I haven't seen anything else that gives out battle line like that. So that's cool. That's very cool. Um, I'll touch on a demon prince as the last uh, as one of the last. Actually, I've got a few characters. Chaos Space Marine character is really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the demon prince is toughness ten. Um, toughness nine is the flying one uh, with a two plus save. Now, thankfully, used to have a three plus. Um, 10 wounds and OC3. So these guys, they don't join any units, but they are very tough to kill and they'll, they'll run around um, doing the, the Dark Gods good work. Yeah. <laughs> and neither one of them can join, neither the, the, the Demon Prince with wings or without, neither one of them can join units. No. So uh, is there a reason to take the one without wings? Because my, my brain automatically, my ninth edition brain is just going, why would you take the one with wings? He's faster. He will get into melee combat faster. Yeah, the one without wings, um, it's a bit strange. It does give you the benefits of cover for infantry within six inches, um, but uh, the benefits of cover are quite easy to get, actually, in 10th edition. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely more in favor of the heretic, the, 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 the wings winged one. Um, if you choose a god to align them to, they also get a different buff. Um, and my pick is Sunesh for two inches of extra movement. Because that means you're going 14 inches with the winged demon prince. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and bear in mind that yeah. fly, you now have to go over stuff with diagonal moves. This just gets this guy able to function properly on the, the battlefield. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, and since I got you here, mm -hmm. and we're just going to just take a sidestep since you mentioned the fly rule. Um, I was reading it over and over and over again in the core rules yesterday. Um, and it says if you start or end move in the terrain feature you have to go up and over mm -hmm. but what if you don't start and you don't end in the terrain feature what if you're just going straight over the terrain feature then you would just measure in a straight line right well we're getting into uh rules are right <laughs> complicated territory there you'd expect a lawyer to come up with that um i mean you're welcome i've been in court a lot lately <laughs> yeah i'd have to um i'd have to read the whole there's so much going on um i'd have to read it all and they've got visible they've got actual examples in the, the um, designer's commentary and everything as well. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, the, the, yeah, the diagrams probably explain it in the designer's uh, commentary. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I have to check that document next. But yeah. All right. Um, so something to think about. All right, moving on. Uh, any other characters you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, a couple, couple more. So I'll just um, round up Lords. Um, they have the ability to, uh, once per battle round, let a unit from your army um, with this ability use a stratagem for zero CP, even though uh, even okay. if another unit has used um, the same stratagem in that phase. Really useful, really strong. Definitely recommend having at least one Chaos Lord in there. Um, and then my favorite character is actually the Sorcerer in Terminator armor. This guy's got a nice shooting attack, pretty decent. Um, D3 damage, AP2. Um, but more importantly, uh, has the Death Hex psychic ability on his data sheet, uh, which means that um, at the start of your shooting phase, one psychic unit with this ability can use it. If it does, select one enemy unit within 12 inches and visible. Roll a d6. On a 1, you suffer more wounds. On a 2+, plus, um, until the start of your next movement phase, each time attack targets that enemy unit, improve the AP characteristic of that attack by 1. So everything else in your army that targets that enemy unit is going to get an extra AP for an entire battle round, basically. Yeah, that's real strong. It's really, really strong. Really strong. All right. Um, Oh, and I like his I like his chaos familiar ability to give him a little uh, yeah 
damage mitigation to let them survive a little longer too. Yeah. So that's that's real strong. Um, All right. Yeah, so that's the characters really. Um, I mean, there's a Lord Discordant. He's kind of akin to a demon prince in certain respects. So eye toughness goes around, doesn't lead a unit. Um, okay. Very killy. Oh, what about the Master Possession? That was a, a, a Master Possession and Master of Executions were both mm-hmm. well spoken of um, in the last edition. Yeah, so the Master Possession is the only character that can join Possessed. So if you do like okay. your Possessed, then, then you're probably looking at taking this guy. He gives you a unit of Feel No Pain 6+, plus, um, and plus one to advance okay. and charge, um, and then has a few anti-Psyker tricks going on as well. Okay, cool. The Master of Execution, I think, sadly, is not looking great. Um, got to find him. Because he's later on, there he is. Um, so he just gets buffs against um, enemy units below starting or half strength um, and gets a CP if he kills a character. But that's it, unfortunately. If you're, if you're familiar oh, with okay. World Eaters, which I'm sure will be covered at some, some point, um, their Master of Executions gives their unit fight first, um, which oh, okay. might be a little too strong in a Chaos Space Marines army. Um, um, possibly. Yeah. It might be a little too strong in a world leader's army, but you know. <laughs> the Apostle gives you plus one to wound in combat. Um, the Exalted Champion is the only Chaos character that can join a unit that already has a Chaos character in it, which is really cool. Oh, like the Lieutenants do in Space like Marines. The Lieutenants okay. do with Space Marines, but this guy can join any character um, that's oh, in okay. a unit. Uh, and he gives him plus one to hit to that unit. That sounds like a, like a really good uh, something to stack with uh, uh, any other character. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. All right, cool. Um, you want to move on to uh, the rest of the, the, yeah. the 9,000 data sheets? Yeah, sp- <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll speed through them. Uh, so legionaries, are, um, obviously the battle line, they're also excellent units. Uh, they get to reroll um, ones to hit in melee, um, but reroll all wounds if they're fighting in melee uh, and the, the target is on an objective marker. Um, so excellent for taking objectives off people. Uh, you, you know, they've got a variety of weapons you can give them as well, and there's plenty of units that can join them. Um, this is the first instance where you can have a chaos icon and there's a few units that can get this. What it lets you do is reroll your leadership test if you do a dark pact ability. Um, so very reliable um, dark pact usage with them. Cultists give you sticky objectives. So um, at the end of a command phase, if you hold an objective with a cultist unit, you're going to hold it until your opponent takes it off you at any uh, the start or end of any turn, um, even if you don't have any models on it. Handy little unit. Yeah. Chaos Terminators. Uh, how about the oh, uh, how about the accursed cultists? Are they are they worth anything? Because they were, I know they they come out. I think they came out late in the edition in ninth. So the accursed cultists. I think the the main thing is that they're OC two surprisingly, and they're not battle line. So okay. being OC two um, and then models returning um, at the start of each player's command phase, they're actually a massive nuisance um, on the tabletop. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, okay. I mean, I absolutely see a place for them uh, if you want to go that route. Definitely. Okay. All right. So if you want to, if you want to just stack bodies mm. on a on an objective and say try to kill us faster than you know, yeah, then then we can regenerate. Go for it. And then you're gonna if you do that, you're gonna make your opponent waste a whole lot of shooting yeah. on them. Okay. All right. All right. Chaos Terminators. Um, so these guys, um, they can re-roll hit rolls if they've made a dark pact. That's really strong when you start to think about those combos with specific god keywords. Yeah. If they've got, for example, Nurgle, now they're re-rolling hits and they're going to get critical hits on fives or maybe sustained hits. Um, you know, And they've got combi weapons, which can do mortal wounds against infantry. There's lots of different things you can do with Terminators. They're, they're a very good unit um, for Chaos. And they've got a four plus vulnerable save. Um, just like their loyalist brethren. Um, yes, yeah, so Chaos Space Marines, sorry, Chaos Terminators uh, looking very good. Cool. All right. Um, who's next? Uh, possessed. Have to talk about the Possessed. It's one of those so sort of all-star units of uh, the Chaos Space Marines. Um, these are toughness six, so pretty hard to shift. Three wounds each. Wow, yeah. Moving nine inches. Um, now they've got four attacks each, um, only AP one, damage two. But each time they do a dark pact, they gain devastating wounds. Oh, okay. All right. So the really nasty combo with these would be to give them chaos undivided and then use a strategy and we'll cover later to allow them to reroll a lot of things. Got it. All right. Yeah. And if you give them um, sustained hits, they could rack up with four attacks each. They could rack up a whole lot of dice mm-hmm. for you to 
potentially convert into devastating wounds. All right, very cool. Um, very cool. Chosen. And you, but you said that you said that only a master possession can join them. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So possessed might be a unit you don't actually put a character in. Um, yeah. Chosen probably the best unit. One of the best units in in the index. Um, these guys can shoot and charge in a turn in which they advanced or fell back. So highly mobile unit, um, and they've got plenty of attacks with all of their weapons. Even the guys with power fists have four attacks each. Uh, so these guys will um, slay in combat, but they also you can take four combi weapons on the squad too. So they do have that shooting output as well. Um, and there's right. loads of different combos you can do with these with the, the different god keywords. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to run through everything. Uh, I'm just sort of going through and, and picking right. some units that I really like or that maybe have had a glow up since the previous edition. Um, right. Raptors, I mentioned them a little bit earlier. Um, they've got four attacks each with their chain swords. Um, that's a lot of attacks. You could have four special weapons in the squad, so maybe four melter guns uh, in this 10-man squad. Um, and of course, having small units of these is very useful for doing the mission as well. So um, Raptors look nice. And then they've got battle shot tricks. So at the start of the fight phase, each enemy unit within engaged range of one or more units with disability must take a battle shot test. Um, and whenever anybody takes battle shocks within six, battle shocks or leaderships within six, they have to subtract one from the result. So if you want to send these guys in, and maybe you're worried about an opponent using a stratagem that's a defensive one potentially, um, you could force them to become battle shocked, and then they're not going to be able to use any stratagems on that unit. All right. Yeah. If you don't want your uh, loyalist opponent to to be uh, popping armor of contempt. Yeah. Exactly. Battle shock them. Yeah. Or only in death does duty end to fight on death. Yeah. Pretty significant. Um, I'll mention obliterators because people love them. Uh, they can once per battle gain indirect fire if they do a dark pact. Oh, okay. Pretty cool. That's interesting. Uh, and they've kept kind yeah. of their different sort of shooting attacks that are better against different targets. But all 24 inches now. So yeah. very consistent range too. Mm. Yeah. Because I heard somebody mention something about a, a, an obliterator um, an all or, or a heavy obliterator chaos marine list. Yes. So, oh, it was when I was it was when I was talking um with Mitch Beard for our sisters episode. He, um, I think it was in pre show. He mentioned that he had had to test sisters into an obliterator heavy build. Mm. And I was like, huh, wonder what that's about. Yeah, because it's a lot of indirect fire. Toughness seven and five wins each with a two plus save. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So even if, even if they issue. fail a dark pact, even if they take a dark pact, fail a dark pact, they're going to take a couple mortal wounds and. Mm. Not not lose a model. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. My favorite Chaos Land Raider. Who doesn't love a Land Raider? I mean, it is one of the most iconic models in all of 40k for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. So toughness twelve, two plus save, sixteen wounds, OC five. Awesome. Um. It's got the assault ramp route uh, uh rule. So. If a unit disembarks from it after it's made a normal move, that unit is still eligible to charge this turn. That's incredibly powerful with Chaos Space Marines. A lot of their units are really, really combat heavy. You can pack 10 Chosen inside this thing. So um, that's a dangerous combo. Uh, And then it kicks out a pretty hefty amount of firepower as well. So it's got a bunch of weapons um, and the Soul Shatter Laz Cannon. It's two shots each. Uh, hitting on three, strength 12, AP3, D6 plus one damage each. Now, bear in mind, you can do a dark pack with this thing for sustained hits one or lethal hits if you wanted. You can also give it a god um, allocation. Um, and my personal favorite is Chaos Undivided, so you get to reroll ones to hit and then also trigger uh, a very nasty stratagem, uh, as we'll come to. Cool. And it's got two Soul Shatter Laser Cannons, so that's four Laz mm-hmm. Cannon shots, strength 12. So that's, yeah. Definitely something that uh, anybody else running vehicle builds uh, yeah. you know, is going to have to respect. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and then I think probably got two more to cover. One is the, the Predator Destructor, um, which gets an extra AP against infantry with its shooting attacks. Uh, and the Predator Auto Cannon is strength nine, four shots, strength nine, AP one, three damage. So now it's become an AP two, three damage against enemy infantry. Yeah, that's scary, especially if you make this guy maybe Nurgle, and you go for sustained hits, the shooting with critical hits on fives. That's a lot of shots. Yeah. coming out of this thing. That is a lot of shots. 
And uh, y- y- I think you and I know someone um, who is aiming to put six predators <laughs> total, three destructors and three annihilators yeah. in his, granted, we're not talking about death card, but in his death card list, David Turner looking at you yep. across the pond. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, that, yeah, that additional AP for, uh, for mm-hmm. the destructor is really nice. And they're cheap, really cheap points wise. So, yeah. Yeah. What are they? I, let me. I think, I think they're 125 up at the top of my head. Yeah, I was just saying, I think they're like 125, something Which like is that. Crazy. So something crazily cheap and efficient. And like the the predator is gonna, you know, gonna come back with with a vengeance, seriously. Yeah. After after sitting back, sitting out ninth edition, going, you know, staring resentfully at the uh at the new Primaris tanks. Uh let's see, chaos destructor. One thirty. Yeah. And one thirty five for the annihilator. So all right, yeah. Amazing. So still very, very affordable. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Unit. All right, cool. Um, okay. All right, you said you had one more. Yes. Um, okay, so there's been a lot of talk about the, the Forge Fiend, um, which can get devastating wounds uh, if it does, uh, if it uses uh, an ability it's got, uh, and it's got lots of damage three guns. So that's pretty scary. Um, but for me, I have to talk about the Helldrake. Oh, okay. The Helldrake's one of my favorite Hellspace 3 models, uh, and as a Night Lords player, it very it fits the theme. Yep. It's an aircraft, but it does have the hover keyword, which means it can start on the table, um, and it, it can just not act as an aircraft. It just has a 20-inch move uh, and, and flies around being a menace. Um, it's got a very scary flamer, um, but more importantly, um, it's an airborne predator, which means it gets plus one to hit against an enemy unit that can fly, and it's melee attacks are anti-fly 2 plus devastating wounds, Oosh. which is a hell of a combo um, with yeah, really. five attacks that are damage 2. Uh, that's, yeah, that's very threatening um, to any jump pack units or anything else that flies in the game, especially as this moves 20 inches. Um, and at toughness 9, three up save with 12 wounds, it's, you know, it's not easy to kill. Yeah, I know. And uh, the auto cannon that it has... Has a much better profile now too. Yeah. It's still only AP one, but yeah, that's a but six shots. Yeah, that's a the the Helldrake is definitely a lot better than it was in ninth edition. Yeah, hundred percent. So cool. All right, um, that it all. The, I think we covered all the the ones you felt were were worthy of a particular note. Yep. So let's real quick hit um, enhancements. I want to hear some combos. Okay. All right. So um, there's five enhancements of Chaos Space Marines, which is strange because there's normally four for people. Um, we've got the Corn one, uh, which gives you extra attacks, etc., etc. Um, as you might well expect, extra attacks and strength. Um, if you put this on a Chaos Lord, they've got a once per game ability to also buff their strength and attacks and damage. So that's a nice combo to get a really punchy character. Um, one of my top picks, auto include for me, is um, the Eye of Zinch, especially if you don't have a Abaddon in the list, right? Um, so this, if each time you do a dark pact with your unit, you can take a leadership test for the bearer. If the test is passed, you gain a CP. So this is a great way okay. of generating command points with this army that otherwise struggles to do so. Intoxicating Elixir. This is another one of my picks, and this is great on a flying demon prince. Um, so slash only, you gain feel no pain 5+, plus, and each time you shoot or fight, if you did a dark pact, um, you can select one enemy unit that was targeted uh, and they have to, uh, sorry, that was hit and they have to do a Battleshock test. So it's a nice way to keep throwing out these Battleshock tests. Okay. Um, the Nurgle one does mortal wounds in a bubble at the end of the fight phase. And the Chaos Undivided one gives you both lethal hits and sustained every time you do a Dark Power with that unit instead of just one of the, one of the two. Okay, cool. Uh, I have a question. Dark Pact, you can technically do a Dark Pact every phase, correct? That's right, yes. I mean, shooting it, shooting and yep. fighting. So, if you have the Eye of Zinch, mm-hmm. and you do a Dark Pact in the shooting phase, and in the fight phase, you could potentially gain 3 CP in your turn. I would love for that to be the case. However, the core rules do restrict you to only gaining 1 CP per battle round, just as in ninth, uh, okay. Um outside okay. of the normal command phase stuff. Um, but yes, that would that okay. would be got it another level. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold up, I don't see any. There's no caveat here saying this does you know no more. But okay, I missed that yeah. when I was reading the core rules. Okay, cool. All right, so um, now let's talk some strats. Okay, these are all bangers. 
these are it's, these are ma- amazing. Um, so the first one, look, um, before the salt gets in, it's okay. The rest of them are really, really strong. This is Infernal Rites. Um, basically, uh, whenever your unit is targeted in the shooting phase or the fight phase, uh, you can reduce the AP characteristic of incoming attacks by one. It's Armor of Contempt, if you're familiar with the term. Uh, unfortunately, it costs us two command points, Chaos Space Marines. Um, yes, it costs Space Marines one command point. That's okay. We're all very old. Takes us a bit of time to to get used to our armor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, Profane zeal is the next one. This is one command point, and you can use it, you know, when you fight or when you shoot. Um, And you reroll hit rolls of one and reroll wound rolls of one for your unit. Already very strong. If you use this on a chaos undivided unit, you can instead reroll any hit rolls. And any wound rolls for those attacks. Wow. All right. That's why you put this on a land raider. That's why you take a chaos undivided land raider. Got it. Because all of those attacks are just rerolling their hits and their wounds. Yeah. That makes sense. And and getting full full wound and hit rerolls on those soul shatter release cannons is gonna mm. be sick. Mm. All right, cool. Um we've got then eternal hate. Uh so this essentially um when your models are destroyed uh in combat. You can roll a dice, and on a four plus, you get to fight before you remove that model. Um, if you're corn, it's on a three plus, and it's one command point. So you're going to fight on death when your opponent charges you. It's one command point, very cheap, uh, very good, um, even if you're not using it on corn units. Um, but this would work on berserkers if you had them in the army, right? Because they're corn, um, and right. they, they get the heretic size keyword. All right. We've then got skin shift. Um, which is a very uncomfortable name. Um, it's one command point. <laughs> uh, in your command phase, um, you regain up to three lost wounds on a model. Okay, If the unit is Zinch, then you can actually return a destroyed model to that unit with its full wounds remaining, provided that that model's not a character. Great on Terminators or anything else that is um, expensive and, and powerful. Yeah, and for one CP, bringing a model back to life is solid. Yeah, yeah. Like now, you could you could even theoretically do that on an obliterator mm-hmm. if you have if they're zinch marked. Yeah, absolutely. You could actually heal three wounds and return and a model. bring a model back. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Unnatural swiftness is next. Oh, I wonder which god this will be associated with. Um, <laughs> one can only imagine. <laughs> one command point in your movement phase. Uh, till the end of the turn, your unit's eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which it fell back. Great stratagem on that alone. If you're Sonesh, you're eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which you've advanced. Even better. Boom. Even better. That Sonesh Demon Prince that's moving 14 inches with a Feel No Pain 5 Plus just got even tastier. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Dark Obscuration. This one's awesome as well. So one command point um, in your opponent's shooting phase when you've been targeted, um, you gain the stealth ability till the end of the phase, which means you're going to be minus one to be hit at range. However, if the unit you selected was Nurgle, they can only be targeted if the model firing is within 12 inches of them. Rude. So that Nurgle predator... (laughs) is just going to hang out shooting things and you're just not going to be able to target him. Yeah, cool. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, so six really, really solid stratagems. Really yeah. solid. One thing I didn't notice, speaking of stratagems, I didn't notice anything in the in these index cards that particularly lean into Overwatch. You don't have anything that's you know gives Overwatch on a five up or anything like that. No, so I think that's important to cover actually, because um obviously if you can get sustained hits and you can do it on fives, then there's some sort of confusion that could be had there. The glossary states that Overwatch is only ever uh, only ever can trigger a critical hit on a hit roll of six. So right. if you were Nurgle when you were overwatching, your fives wouldn't trigger your sustained hits. Yeah. Okay. Because overwatch, yeah. you can only ever get criticals on sixes. Um, right. And there's a lot of rules out there as well that require you to, to do a, a successful uh, hit roll of five plus counts as a critical hit too. So um, obviously with overwatch, the five isn't successful and therefore wouldn't trigger it anyway. Um, yeah. So, there isn't a huge amount here that, that helps Overwatch, no. Um, absolutely not. But obviously being able to get sustained hits whenever you want it 
because you can dark pact if you overwatch um, right it's still useful okay cool uh all right so let's talk about overall play style it uh, you know a lot of the stuff i'm hearing from a lot of people in our facebook group and other people i talk to at my flgs and all that um this definitely, you know, just the way ninth when ninth came in, it was very much a melee centric, melee focused edition. Mm-hmm. It seems that tenth is very much more leaned into shooting. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm a, is the overall playstyle for CSM now? Just try to find as many devastating wounds as you can. Are we, you know, trying to to mimic, um, uh, you know, indirect fire? Are we trying to mimic space rings with indirect fire and and um, uh, stern guard units or what? How, what's the playstyle here? Okay, so um, there's there's not actually a huge amount of devastating wounds uh, available. There are a fair few combi weapons, um, and you could um, buff the combi weapons with the reroll hits and wounds stratagems, that kind of thing. Um, so there are plenty of mortal wounds to be had in an army like this. You're definitely looking at um, a shift from the previous edition to um, potentially running a very shooting-heavy Chaos Space Marine army that is very good at what it does. Um, just having that Nurgle ability to have sustained hits on fives is is huge for the, the shooting output of the army. Um, but a lot of the units do do very well in, in melee. So I think you're going to see a mix um, of melee and shooting. It's going to be consistent shooting throughout the game because, of course, there's things like that Nurgle stratagem uh, and then a real punch in the second or third turn um, for melee. Uh, and, and what you're also going to see if you know, people want to play tactically with, with the, the mission cards and stuff, is a few of those mobile units jumping around like the Raptors or even Warp Talons um, scoring cards for you. Okay. All right. So how does this, um, what's the, the, the plan to keep and hold primaries? So primary-wise, um, you've got obviously that Nurgle stratagem is insanely powerful for holding primary, especially your home objective, because your opponent just can't shoot you uh, unless they're within right. 12. So that's, that's one objective covered. Uh, and then you've got these really tough units on some of the other ones having a Lord to pop Infernal Rites to reduce AP that's incoming. Um, if they're standing on an objective, having a Land Raider uh, being incredibly tough to kill on an objective at OC5 is a great way of holding it as well. Um, and even things like um, a Demon Prince, because they're pretty tough to kill too. Having those on objectives is, is, is going to really help you hold the primary. Um, and of course, transports uh, are very useful for that as well. Okay. Um, what about secondaries? Are we looking at fixed or are we looking at tactical? Um, so you probably want to be doing tactical. Uh, there's a tendency with Marine armies now to take loads of very strong units and shove characters in them. Um, absolutely go and do that if, if you really want to. Um, but to build towards tactical missions, you're going to want to take a few units that are maybe don't have leaders in them, um, but are fast, relatively cheap and can just go off and score points. Obviously loads more on that and building for these missions on the Academy. Um, but there's a few sort of ideas there how you want to play the mission okay all right strengths and weaknesses strengths and weaknesses there's not a huge amount to save these guys from mortal wounds that's a big weakness um and also they can be some of their more powerful units can be quite slow and they don't have a huge i mean i was about to say they don't have a huge amount of anti-tank but the ability to get lethal uh everywhere is actually really strong against that um i think having less units on the table is one, one of their issues as well. So if you can nail down and destroy some of these faster units, um, then they're going to have uh, struggle. They're going to struggle getting board control um, with the army. So that's okay. probably their, yeah, their main weakness. Okay. Um, how about uh, opportunities and threats? Opportunities and threats. Um, so lots of OC can be a problem for Cal Space Marines because you're generally not taking units that have a lot of OC. So if you can land uh, and uh, and get onto these objectives with OC, especially if you've got um, any maybe deep strike abilities to land three inches away, um, is really, really strong. Um, Deep strike is itself um, pretty threatening against this army. The overwatch isn't great. um, And they generally want to be strong in the mid board and then pushing further. So landing behind their lines uh, can sometimes mean they don't have assets to to deal with you. So maybe using rapid ingress um, to make the most of that um, the weakness or, or rather the threat to that army. Okay. So um, deviating from, from the usual a little bit, um, I, I feel like in, in everything I'm ta- I've, I've heard and everything I've considered when I'm building my list for Lone Star, um, 
How does Chaos Space Marines deal with Desolator Marines? Well, they do have mostly power armor, which is pretty handy against Desolation Marines. Um, it does mean that they're going to struggle to get through all of those armor saves because uh, they're going to be on three ups. They don't, they're not going to get cover, but it's still going to take a lot of um, wounds to, to, to get through these um, Space Marine squads. There's also the Nurgle stratagem to keep their home objective safe regardless of um, what's shooting because there's no way to get around it. Um, and then otherwise having some of these tough vehicles or transports uh, can avoid the threat of these indirect units. Uh, everyone's talking about the um, uh, the concern with indirect fire. So when I say desolation means, I just mean, you know, yeah, call it desolation it, marines, you know, D cannons, whatever. Indirect fire is, you know, a lot of concern for right now. So I'm yeah. just trying to think of, are you are, are chaos space marines going to want to like just get in there charging to to try to get take them out in melee or you know I think the um the way to deal with the indirect with chaos space marines is to have lots of these vehicles and tanks uh, indirect's not very good against uh, most vehicles uh, obviously there's some exceptions like Eldar D cannons are excellent at it um, right but there's not a huge amount of anti tank vehicles that can also get past cover saves a land raider with a two plus save is is relatively safe. Um, against most indirect, for example, um, and even predators themselves are, are pretty useful there. So rolling forward with those units and having um, infantry that maybe can deep strike or rapid ingress is a great way of dealing with indirect fire units, getting those angles, even things like a hell drake to move 20 inches and shoot um, can be useful assets uh, against uh, those static units. Okay, cool. All right. Um... That's it. Um, we don't have any battle ready segments, as I mentioned. Uh, so I'm gonna have to um, link up with James to um, schedule some time to, to record some more of those. But in the meantime, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't have a rules or question preset for this week, so um, we will, or for this episode rather, um, we will definitely um, add one into the next episode. But thank you again for giving us your time and your attention. We're certainly excited to be back talking about all these 10th edition indices. And next episode. Um, I'm supposed to record Dark Angels with uh, Jack Downing, um, but then Steve and I also have to talk about Gene Steer Cult, so it could be also it's going to be a surprise for all of us what I put out next. So <laughs> either way, uh, Mike, thanks for your time again, uh, brother. It's good to talk to you as always. Pleasure as always. Um, uh, so until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Colmel for Michael Costello and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, "What makes a man a man?" A friend of mine once wondered, "Is it his origins, the way he comes to life?" I don't think so. It's the choices he makes, not how he starts things, but how he decides to end them. Take care.